1: It is time for Supercross Tech. We already had kind of a, uh, a three man weave going. Momo's here, very pregnant. Momo. Uh, Andy Kamenetsky's here. He had his booster shot 10:30 this morning. The big Cy Clinton Yates is here, and also joining us is George Sedano. Now, I've told George this uh, off the air. I think I probably said it on the air. Uh, George has two children. He has come up with the best names for kids of anyone I know. I love the names of his kids. He has mateo and he has Aria, which I think are just like. The yeah, coolest cool. names for kids. George, do you have any tips for Momo that might – did you and Kelly have any problem
2: accelerating delivery uh, right before your kids were born? No, no. We didn't have any of those issues. Actually, my kids both came out late. They were days late. So did
1: Daniel. Um, so did Momo's first. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So um, I think Aria was like a week, and then Mateo was like three or four days. So, yeah, they, they didn't want to leave. Uh, they, were, they were comfortable <laughs> that's in the what in happens. I know. Yeah. I now, mean, it
0: kind of fits for me, right? Like I'm always late, so I mean, it's, what, yeah, now, I right? kind of deserve this. You what know? have you
1: told Daniel, Momo? What is okay. he expecting?
0: So the best part was telling Daniel. Okay, where he, I said Daniel's three, I, right? He's three, yeah, three and a half. And I said to him, I waited because everybody told me like you might want to wait because they don't understand the concept of time. Right. You know, like that age. So at one point, I think I was about six and a half months, seven months. And I said, hey, Daniel, guess what? I have to tell you something. Uh, Mommy has a baby in her belly. And he goes, no, you don't. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I have a baby in my belly. You're going to be a big brother. And he goes, well, you have to take it. I said, "Okay." (laughs) about five minutes later, he says, you know what? I have a baby in my belly, too. You want to see? <laughs> and then I said, really? Oh, okay. What's your baby's name? And he started telling me the name, and he was going on and on. So now every time I say that the baby's kicking me, he says, my baby's kicking me. There you go. Yeah, he, went, so he
1: doesn't want you to be alone. You yeah, know, I'm he's, really,
0: he's really like, it's like a sympathetic pregnancy or something. Right, so
1: I'm thinking, Clinton, <laughs> the, yes. um, ever since you gave me the magic gummies this week, which um, are helping change my sleep routine, Could that help Momo in her current condition or would that be unsafe?
3: I'm guessing no. I wouldn't be in the THC CBD (laughs) (laughs) of the alphabet at this point.
1: Generally Uh, speaking, doctors frown on that. (laughs) Doctors (laughs) frown on any type of CBD, THC. Yeah. I think that's it. Now, Momo, did you do an epidural with Daniel?
0: so i eventually had to right but i tried not i just case okay, so for the first 24 hours i was like no i'm not doing any drugs i'm not doing an epidural law. Yeah, and right. then they finally gave me the the drugs to make it speed up like the it's called pitocin and yeah. that's like labor on steroids and as soon as you i got that i was like oh give me the epidural yeah. hey, you know, yeah. it hit
4: me with the heavy stuff <laughs> yeah when my, like when, when our daughter arrived like we had a really long labor too so my wife is just in agony we get to cedar's mm-hmm. And they didn't have a, uh, an available room for us. So we end up basically, I'm not exaggerating, getting put in like a closet. So, oh. the, the, so this Did she give
1: birth in the closet? No, she did oh. not. We eventually okay. got
4: a room, but we're waiting around. It's basically like in a closet. So this already long, painful labor, we're in a closet. It's humiliating to her. It's aggravating to her. She's mad at me right. because at this point. Because you're no- there. Because I'm yeah. there. Like I, I learned yeah. very quickly during this, do not speak and less spoken to say as few words as possible in your response. Then the truth
0: is I, we don't even really want you there. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, you're the reason we're in this. You can't relate. You might be very nice, but in that moment, it's like, get the hell out. Nothing
4: good. I could bring to the table.
0: Some tech
4: then walks into our closet, recognizes me, because he's a huge Laker fan what? and wants to start talking Lakers oh, with no. me. I'm like, dude, oh, no. not the, time. <laughs> Bro, not the time. Not the time. And like, my
1: wife is just staring daggers at me. I'm like, I
3: didn't oh, bring no. this up.
1: <laughs> so, true story. My, my son <laughs> oh. was born on a Sunday, an NFL Sunday in December. And we went into the hospital early, like 7, 8 in the morning. And he arrived at 4:20, <laughs> and a, like 4:21, something time. Right. Yeah, it should have been Mason had there, uh, but but right as he's right as he's getting close, I've had an NFL games on in the room all day. I have the sound turned down, blah blah blah, and I look up, and he's, I, you know, they're telling us he's he's close. He's four or five minutes away. Yeah. And Brett Favre is leading the Packers down the field against Jacksonville. I'm getting mad just listening to this. No, no. And I said, I I look up, I went, man, they're five points down. Favre's leading his team down the field. I said, this is really cool. I'm going to make my son a Brett Favre fan. I'm going to get him a jersey. It's going to be part of his story, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I lose track of what's happening with the game. And – a guy knew I was, had one eye on it, and so after Jack's born and everything's done, like an hour later, I went, hey, what happened in the Packer game? He goes, oh, Favre threw a pick six. They lost. <laughs> okay. oh. yeah. That's like, all right, that's off the table. Mama, let me ask you a question. Uh, of yeah. the
3: things that you've craved from a food standpoint, and this is an awkward segue because I yeah, I'm having, right. have gifts in the studio that you are not here to get. Okay. Did you it's ever right. crave right. a Dodger dog? And perhaps did you ever crave one of the old Dodger dogs as they have changed?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, like right now, I mean, all I can eat is basically like meat and veggies because I'm doing my little gestational diabetes diet. It's basically paleo. So like I go and get – I go to Whole Foods and I get all kinds of different like hot dogs and sausages and different kinds of like burgers and whatever because I just – I'm so bored with food right now. Well, funny you but should yes, bring I that would up. I love a really good hot dog.
3: Because I happen to have a friend, shouts to my man Jeff from um Smithfield at farmer Johns, who sent the station a bunch of meats. I have a bag full of meat. A bag full of meat. He just so, walked in I, with a bag full of meat. I, I a, the bag full of meat. <laughs> He's was not joking. Here. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, so the if first we're, thing if we we Alice
1: have, we're here, he could find a way to start cooking the, some the of this. The first thing we have, yeah. we have
3: two big things of classic bacon. <laughs> so you get Yum. right the first refusal on all wow. this. That, bacon. just in case you want to know farmer john bacon right here Ooh, never never nah, okay turn down, down bacon. bacon we've also got hot louisiana brand smoked sausage Ooh, i could send I'm me labor yeah that. that's this could, that could work we <laughs> also in labor. have classic yeah. polish sausage made with both pork and chicken for those of you minding your manners on that one and we also have thick cut bacon this is what? all sorts of stuff shout out to my well mate, you Jeff. do have Ooh. a bag have of sausage meat. links we have thick-cut bacon. We also have what? It
1: doesn't Dan Patrick do Meat Friday on the Peacock yeah. Network? I feel like we've got our own
3: meat. <laughs> oh There's a Friday. secondary There's bag a sec- of meat. There's a side bag what? of meat, Jeez. and it has honey ham thinly sliced. This is going oh to you, AJ, <laughs> because I know you make sandwiches for your children. So yeah, that's
1: true.
0: Well, if you that's want any nice
3: gifts, please let me know.
0: That's uh, so. You know what? Yeah. This is also begging the question of like. You know when people bring stuff over to your house or you have a party and you have leftovers and and you don't want to – you have to bring it to the office the next day. or You have to like – because it's just going to sit at your house and you're just going to eat it and you're going to feel shame and bad about yourself later, right? But like what is the – what are like good things to bring to the office and what are not? Because like I think like leftover donuts are okay. Somebody brought those in today. Yeah. 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 Gummies Leftover obviously. Cake. Work. Yeah,
1: gummies so. were a big hit earlier <laughs> this
3: week. <laughs> that um, bag of meat. Bag yeah. of, of meat of is meat. pretty up there, you know what I mean? Um, Cuz you can just I walk mean away not with it
0: wouldn't this. have been something I thought of, but I think that works. <laughs> okay, so hey. Sonana, so, yeah. what was
1: your prediction for the NBA finals before last night?
2: Well, I said Warriors in seven, but I told you yesterday that Boston would win game one.
1: You did. I remember that. So do you see sti- you did? But you after did. after yeah. seeing the way it played out, George, do you still are you still sticking with Warriors in seven? Or If I gave you a do over,
2: would you lean Celtics now? Um, I mean, I told you I picked Warriors in seven reluctantly like right, you did. me. Too. So um, I, I, I still feel Warriors in seven is possible, but I, I this is not going to be an easy series for them. I think that there are a number of things um, I, I think they're going to adjust and be fine in game two. But there are a number of players they're going to have to figure out who's going to be in and out of the rotation for the Warriors.
1: Well, and, and the weird thing is, the, the guys last night who were in, like, Otto Porter played great, mm-hmm. right? Like Jordan Poole didn't have his best game, but no. Otto Porter played well.
2: and Wiggins played well.
1: and And, and – Jason Tatum played terrible, and the yeah. Celtics well, still won. But here's—I yeah, thought three, Wiggins, played, I thought I Wiggins the played
2: well for a half. I didn't think he actually played
4: all that well. well I don't either. think any Warrior played well for the entire game, and Tatum didn't shoot well, but he actually was a
1: great
2: playmaker. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was just a weird game. I I'm, here's what Stephen A. said about the game, and I think he actually made a good point.
2: They seemed too big, they seemed too
3: physical, and obviously, they were more than capable of making shots. Nine threes in the fourth quarter. The Golden State Warriors made seven shots in the entire fourth quarter. This is a very, very bad sign. The series is far from over, but I'll be re- I'll be redundant here. Styles make fights, yep. and the Golden State Warriors, after one game, still look like they are in some serious trouble.
1: And here's where I'll agree with him, Sedano, is I'm not all that worried about the nine threes that they made. That's just a team getting hot. Yeah, I'm worried about the 16 points the Warriors scored in the fourth quarter. That that would be if I was Steve Kerr, the thing that'd be keeping me up.
2: Well, the Celtics starting five averages only gives up 95.5 points per 100 possessions. Like that's pretty incredible in today's number, NBA. number one,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, by
2: a wide margin. That's just their starting. I mean, their defense overall is number one, but their starting five like that's historic level stuff. Good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really tough. I will say this. I'm a little jealous that I'm not on this series only because you can get some of the best seafood you could ever get between the two cities. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's
3: point. True. I mean, I think, I think Draymond's point about it's just one game. If it were any other team, I don't necessarily know that I would feel that way. But a team like the Warriors, they, they know what they're yeah. for. They faced a bunch yeah. of different opponents. Oh, oh, I can understand that.
0: They dominated the whole game until the last right. five minutes. Right, right. Well, yeah. wait a minute, moment. They
1: didn't dominate it. the The Celtics were up at halftime.
3: Yeah,
2: okay, I
0: but I, I mean, felt like can, the Warriors had control. I, yeah, of that. I don't,
3: I don't know that I felt that the, the Celtics were going to win that game until they Here's were. Here's what happened: you know, like the
2: Warriors, the Warriors fourth. got up big, got up 15 points in the third, you know, 12 going into the fourth. They thought that game was over. They because usually what happens to the Warriors in game one is they win mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. when they have that avalanche they win. So yeah. this team is not built that way. Like in, this is not the even the first iteration pre KD Warriors. This is a team with young players, particularly one they count on in Jordan Poole, and, you know, an older group of guys including a Clay Thompson who is, you know, as much as we love Clay and we love Michael, like he's just he's not as dependable as he once was and he may be down the road again, but you know, this season has been very up and down for him.
1: Well, and and, and like the one thing that jumped out at me about Clay last night was Jalen Brown kind of did what he wanted yeah, in the fourth quarter yeah. And clay was yeah. guarding him the whole yeah. time and clay yeah. used to be a lockdown right. defender and, and
4: Draymond yeah. is an offensive liability at this point yeah. well, kind of always than, has been no right? no but he used to be more accountable offensively he used to look for a shot more even if he wasn't a scorer you can see he does not want to put up shots at all still a great yeah. playmaker but you you start getting into these weird places where if you've got Looney out there and Draymond out there, it starts turning into, you know, four on five, three and a half. You're passing five. Up shots and it's totally changed. It, and then to the Ste- offense, Steph had a very quietly erratic game. You know, he put up twenty one in the first quarter, and from there,
2: he didn't make shots. He was five of sixteen for the last three quarters. All right, so let me ask you this. Clam chowder or like one of those like uh is it cioppino? Is that how you Chupi. say it? Cioppino, Uh Soups from San Francisco. The famous ones with the clams and the mussels. We're going chowder. With the clam chowder. Clam chowder is a can't miss. Really? I hate clam chowder. Are we going with New England,
3: oh. Manhattan, or Maryland? No, New England, okay. obviously. What like color is yeah. Maryland? Maryland is sort of like a more clear, it's like a clear-based... No. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. I want all the cream, more cream. It's not like a. It's more like a. It's more like an Italian. I don't like creamy soup, but it's got it's got seafood. Yeah, there's a place. I like brothy.
1: I like brothy soup. Well, yeah, then you would you would like the Manhattan better. But uh, George, there's a place uh, on the on the wharf near Pier 39 that um, serves clam chowder in a. Bread bowl. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. Foghorn
2: uh, and restaurant. And it's yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I went think to you lunch there. I, I think there you can the...
1: get it at Chase too. I think there's a, one of the. Oh,
2: I, I don't know. I didn't really. I'm not getting anything Chase
1: in a bread
3: much. bowl at an arena. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's <laughs> um, weird about I, that I, arena,
1: Clinton, yeah. is it's very, <laughs> it's very hoity I get that. They have nothing but high like sushi in that
0: arena. We officially have yeah. two minutes left in our show, and I have the president of the handsome man community here yes. on the show yes and we have not talked about the jubilee clinton the entire show and i've been like waiting patiently like the right, chicks once, to i'm going to talk me, about Ramona, the Roman. explain and to i feel me like clinton's jub- gonna have my back on this okay right? what it,
1: explain what the jubilee is i know it has to do with the queen of england and what, what it's a, a celebration of the queen
0: okay but yes. is it her birthday no she's been on the throne for 70 yes. years yes okay and, she's and, so old. She's been on the throne is, for 70 years.
3: Ancient. So what's your question, though, Momo?
0: <laughs> like, are you following? Like, what is the best part of the Jubilee? Is it the is it the hats? Is it the fashion? Is it who's there? I, I honestly the parties.
3: Think, I think it's who's there. And right now, because of like the Meghan Markle situation, yeah. also the friction is a good part of this. You know what I'm saying? Like the people literally left okay. the actual right. royal throne. This is more interesting than yeah. uh, uh, there's, there used to be a time. Where like
0: Megan and Harry showed up. Exactly. Palace entry is, is real.
3: Yeah. And if yeah. you pull up after you have already left, it's a thing, man. You know what I'm saying? So are they I, showing up? I love that part. Yeah. Interesting. Uh,
1: okay. So I'm guessing, uh, Sedano, that this will come up in mass during your show? Not necessarily.
3: <laughs> we can refer to it. But to Momo's point, you know, for those of us in, you know, the Diplo Brats, as I like to call them, you know, world citizens who have friends right. from all over the place. It's a huge deal. By okay. the way, the memes of the queen, you know what I mean, are some of the funniest things you'll see online today, Momo. Check those out. A lot of funny, like, the memes photosh- of the queen. photoshops okay. of her, like, doing modern stuff that obviously she never does. Hilarious. All
1: right. Now, Momo, this may be the last time we talk to you. So good luck yeah. with the baby. Yes. Uh, keep you. us yeah. keep luck, us posted. Tomo. I hope the kid shows up tonight or tomorrow morning and saves you the uh Yes. The Sunday, hassle. Monday, anytime, yeah. man.
0: Anytime. You know? Nope. You uh, know, let them
5: come. Go color, we man. Go uh, color. Uh,
1: okay, coming up next, Sedano <laughs> and CY, Clinton Yates. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Momo. Good luck, Ramona. We have the meats. Thanks. I'll uh, let you know. All all right. See y'all. ESPN LA.
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition.
2: Bah, bah, ba-doom, ba-doom, What's up, man? I'm good. How are you?
3: I am well. Like I said, I just walked in here with a bag full of meat. Shouts I to, heard. Shouts to my friend Jeff at Smithfield. He, You know what happened, actually, to be real. Mm-hmm. I was talking on this show about how I hadn't been to an LAFC game all season. He was oh, listening. Oh, it's so good. And he yeah. invited me out. And so we went. And then next thing you know, bag of meat shows up at the radio station. How about that?
2: There you go. Yes. I love it. This is- I see the picture of bag of meats mm-hmm. as Laura has tweeted them out.
3: Yeah, that's, that's what it is. So the, the Memorial Day weekend was last weekend, so the grilling opportunity might not be there for some
2: people, but for those who are interested. I mean, you could grill early, anytime. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Know? Basically. Really
0: Bacon is there. That's what's cool All about I California. Need.
5: Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, yeah. I, uh, by the way, I didn't make it 48 hours on the fast. Okay. I, uh, I got too cocky. <laughs> I woke up feeling good. And I was like, ooh, yep, yeah, I'm good. I can make it another, you know, whatever it is. is." I'm at. So I woke up probably around 7, so I needed another 10 hours. All right. And, um, yeah, at about hour 42, I was like, ooh, I'm starting to get hungry. I'm going to drink more water. And um, two hours into that, I was like, I got to pick up the kids. I'm hungry. I'm going to be a little hangry soon. Um, the water's not working the same way anymore. <laughs> I'm going to eat something. So 44, I made 44 straight hours fasting.
6: Well, you should be lucky that you're not here in the studio. There are donuts here. It's
2: National
6: Because it is National Day, right? Donut Day. Yeah. Although I th- Mason told me I brought donuts on National Donut Day two days ago. Right, because Mason needs multiple National Donut Days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. I he did see that donuts. Randy's
2: Donuts was giving away a uh, donuts, a free donut from 6 to noon today. There's a Randy's Donuts by me in Torrance. There's a new one that just opened in Glendale, I want to say. Or was oh. it Burbank? One or the other. Burbank. But, uh it. Randy's Donuts is open up everywhere. Have you been to Randy's Donuts, Clinton? As a New no,
3: but I gotta tell you, donuts are something where I become one of the oldest men in Old Manistan. I just eat plain bread donuts like they're called old-fashioned the dunk- like the old-fashioned cake <laughs> yeah, ones
2: But the, gla- the glazed ones no, or no? no no nothing no 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 glaze oh, no. just sort old-fashioned cake bread yeah
3: yep. exactly that's those are the donuts i like and i don't
2: necessarily dunk them
3: i might do that on occasion but like those are my favorite kind of donuts yeah just just bread i know
2: so you donuts. would like if i took you to randy's donuts now they have the old-fashioned cake obviously there mm-hmm. but like any donut shop reputable donut shop but if I took you there, you wouldn't try like the Nutella with like the graham cracker crust crumbs. Probably not. Donuts are more
3: mm, of a yeah. coffee vehicle for me. It's something you eat when you drink coffee. It's not like a standalone thing that I'm going mm. out of my way to knock down. Not anymore. Oh, Back in yeah, the day, because I, I used feel to like the donut go-
2: game, you got to get hipper to the donut game. That do I you feel think like. so? What,
3: what I exactly- do? I, listen,
2: you you are a man who is. Uh, open to new things. Sure. I don't think there's any question about that. So I feel like we need to take a field trip. Like we need to go to a Randy's Donuts. I could do that. And 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 you need to now what we do is maybe we buy a, a number of them and then we can cut them in pieces and you can just have pieces sure. that way you're not eating I don't a have million to donuts. Out
3: full donuts because that reason right there that you just stated. I gotta say, I'm a little bit of a snob. Donuts kind of. Kind of boorish. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a, it's like a breakfast thing. I feel like they're very... No,
2: to me, it's not a breakfast thing. It's no, like to a... me, it's it's actually a dessert.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah. I never really found the place in my life where I'm supposed to be eating donuts. And I used to eat them all the time in high school when I would partake. But those yeah. are like me getting the mini donuts and just stuffing them all into my face. Right. You know but that's not, that, See, that's not the same. That's not the same. Right.
2: L.A. is a donut city. Right. And the way you know it's a donut city is because there's a lot of mom and pop places and very few... That's true. Of the brand name chain places. That's true.
3: There's one down the street from my house, and I go to that, and the place is packed at all times. Yeah. It's not a chain. It's a
2: good yeah. point. So I, I think that that's the thing that you have to think about. Like, okay. so what we do is we'll take you to a Randy's Donuts. Um, we will, you know, it could be the one near the airport. It could be, which I believe is the original, if I recall is, correctly. I think that's the original, yeah. Yeah. And then, or we could take you to the one in Torrance. Maybe if we're in the other station, we can just drive up to Burbank. We you all know right. we could figure this out and what we'll do is we'll order a, a, you know maybe six different of the fancy donuts cut them up we'll take a couple people with us that way everybody can have a little piece maybe cut them in fours and then sure. you can have like four you know try four different things or maybe all six or whatever when, one when and a half When we do donuts. that
3: we got to make sure to bring my girlfriend she loves donuts so okay. I'm
2: relatively familiar
3: with the donuts scene. Does, does your girlfriend have to... a name or
2: are we just going to refer to her as your girlfriend
3: We call her Jay girl that's her name j so Jay girl okay her that works is, for me. with the I don't want to be out yeah. here yelling her name all over the radio but um, yeah. Yeah, so she loves donuts. So yeah. when we yeah. go. Speaking we'll of a Jay, uh,
2: future Dodger, even though the Nationals say he's not available, Juan Soto just homered right now. Actually. Really?
3: By yeah. the way, that's a Hashtag whole other discussion. Hashtag future Dodger. That's a whole yeah. other discussion, by the way. If you were buying a baseball team, would you want Juan Soto to definitely be there? And would you. Yes. Full, no, but here's what I'm going to say. If you're, if you're buying the team, are you going to say you have to sign him first? Or are you going to say we'll take the contract because we want to negotiate with him on our own? And if you're Soto, what would you rather happen? Think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, would you Good rather question. they sell the Good team question. before you sign with them? Because yeah. the possibility is somebody might buy it and be like, you're worth more than that. And we want you here. But there's also the possibility that they're like, actually, we're going to trade you too. You know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever, because we don't want that kind of overhead. I mean, who's? The I
2: side. don't really care. I mean, whoever is no. going to give me the most money. Whoever, I, I mean, can I negotiate with both sides? Like, is that possible? I don't know. Whatever?
3: I mean, that's an interesting yeah. question as to like yeah. how this is going to go down for yeah. Soto and the team anyway.
2: Yeah, I, I, you were to ask me if I could buy a team like uh, any team would I put Juan Soto on it? I just thought that was the simple answer. The answer yeah, yeah. to that is of Absolutely, course yes. Yes,
3: yeah. you know, yeah. that guy's a monster. Yeah. I love him. Yeah.
2: yeah. By the way, um, I feel like if you're not going to tra- if you're the Nationals and you're not going to trade Juan Soto, like I guess you don't. I get it. You don't want to trade him to the Dodgers sure. because and everyone just assumes that that's the case. But you've already traded Trey Turner to the Dodgers, so why not?
3: No, I, I listen. I don't. I don't think that the nats are a type of team that's in a position to be like we're not trading to interconference right you've already done the deal for you've a guy who was an mvp deal. candidate and yeah not to mention your team is going straight into the tank like this right. is not some situation where you're perennially going to be there they were the buzz saw the year that they won it's not coming back anytime
2: soon now do you believe they're actually not going to deal juan soto to the dodgers because the dodgers are the team that have arguably the best um hall for them I, I, um, I
3: yes i do believe that mainly because i think rizzo is just a little bit too egomaniacal to give up a guy like soto i think okay. he considers All himself right. a little bit of a kingmaker in terms of like i'm the one who makes the moves they're the ones who do the performing if he gives that away sort of whatever his shiny toy is is not there selling a yeah. the team or not you know
2: yeah, uh, Bergman. Uh, before I get to you and your beef with Laura on Twitter, what, um, what? I mean, it's a massive beef. We're, we're uh, at each other's uh, throat all the time. If Juan Soto were to come to the Dodgers, like was yeah. rumored before the Nationals said we're not trading him, um, what? Where were? I mean, what would the outfield look like in that situation? Well, I mean, you would actually now—he's well, a right
6: fielder, right, Clinton? Right. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's where Mookie Betts plays. But I feel like if you can play right field, you can probably play left field. So you, you would probably move him to left. So it'd be Soto, um, Bellinger. Bellinger, and Betts, which yeah. is a pretty solid outfield, if you ask me. We I mean, solid. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I would be yeah. totally fine with I'm that. Not, just yeah. Taylor would get moved in <laughs> some sense. I think Taylor's. The I one mean, one you're doppelganger. Yes, yeah. my doppelganger. Because He'd there's be no way you're base, moving
3: Bellinger out of center. I mean, unless you were going to move yeah. Mookie to center and then move Soto to right and then figure something out in left. But I don't necessarily think you want to do that.
6: No, no. Bellinger has to play center field. He made a play last night that was one of the most ridiculous oh, plays I've seen. Oh, he's
3: tremendous yeah. in the field. No, no he ran like
6: it. 30 yards and caught a ball. like It was, it was a line drive. It was, it was beautiful.
3: I could play wide out for the Rams.
2: Yes. I mean, he could. Speaking of which, uh, there's a Cooper Cup story in the New York Post that I want to get to a little later uh, where he's very bullish on Alan Robinson as a wide receiver with this particular group. But we'll okay. get to that later. But, Greg, tell me about your beef with Laura on
6: vote Twitter. What happened? for Laura. So, <laughs> what's this? Because we always play the whole don't, for, or so this one.
5: Hey, guys, vote for Jorge. Yes. For Laura. Yeah.
6: And then we yeah. went out and we saw uh, Taylor. So I said, hashtag vote for, for Taylor. Because I was like, right. you know, I was proud of him. I thought it was great and I was giving him some love. And then Laura was like, why don't you ever give me a, a hashtag? And I said, hashtag vote for lo-. I can't do it. <laughs> so, rude. Wow. That's funny. That's funny. so there was a wow. so there was a little bit of beef there, but you know.
3: It's I think community okay. okay this, the was, this was inside the community, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: By the way, the community can I just say this, George?
3: The community mm-hmm. is great. I check the community frequently. I want to yeah. give a shout out to everybody who's in there, you know, just adding things that, you know, may or may not be things we talk about on the show. Like this has worked out. Mm-hmm. I would like to say well beyond what I thought. This was capable of. I'm not even joking about that. It's yeah, hard. and I
2: and I think for the most part, there's not a lot of negativity in there, which is what I was hoping for.
3: Right, not a lot of bad actors, as we like to say. You know, right?
2: The, yeah, the, everyone generally is nice in there, and you know, except posting funny stuff about the the. Well, except Greg, right? Yeah, here we <laughs> go. Uh, posting stuff about either the show or stuff they're doing, like they're watching when they're watching sports, or there is a real community. So, if you want to be part of the Sedano and Cap uh, circle of trust on Twitter, if you go to the communities section. Uh, on Twitter, you can just put us in the search, and uh, you can join the community. There, you know, I like it because it's kind of like smallish at the moment. Yeah. It's like five, mm-hmm. 600 people, which is nice. Um, it's manageable that way. If it gets larger, I'm kind of worried, but, you know, we'll figure that out if it gets there. You know, you know I what
6: I, I really love about this community is that you, Sedano, and Laura, and Kaplan, and uh, Lindsay, all post in there, and pretty do, regularly. Yes. Yeah. So, no, which I think is great.
5: We have another one. Did you guys know? Yeah, there's a new one. There's a ESPN, new, there's a new- ESPN, superfans one. USP really? and LA superfans. I'm not familiar with that. That I noticed that Greg Morales and the station monitor, I was like, ooh, I gotta be careful where I post now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't like
3: Hold on, how do I find that
5: community? I don't know, they added me. Oh. Yeah. Oh,
2: nobody added me. Nobody so, added how, me. How how are we not adding? Oh, maybe you, you
3: guys. guys all did it at
6: Taylor's
5: concert (laughs) (laughs) no maybe actually actually, i think it did pop up while we were there (laughs) (laughs) but now that's why i texted the group the other day like our you know uh sedano and cap like Lindsay and all of us i was like yo we got to be careful which community we post in because one's like the stations and the other one's like where is this i can't find it i'll send it to you okay
2: Yeah. yeah why is the station doing a
6: community I don't know. It, it was your kind monitor. of something. I, I'm moderator. They made me a moderator. I didn't even know about it until they made I me. I mean, why does the station have to steal our thing? I, I honestly am agreeing with you on this. Ooh. I think that it should have been just your thing. Like, I, we tried to do the Reddit thing on Mason Island. Didn't, well, that was a disaster. Yeah, well, Reddit is also uh, <laughs> a like cesspool. a cesspool. Yes. Yeah.
3: I so, don't know. It, <laughs> so it makes so Twitter bad. blush. You know <laughs> is what I mean? Like, yeah. Reddit is not that for was, the that was a weird
5: one. Sorry, guys.
2: Yeah.
3: So Do we have competing communities now? Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. That does seem
6: a little. You see, just I just sent it to you guys. Whose
2: idea was that, Greg? Tell me. I, the, I honest. honestly have no clue.
6: I was with Laura, and she's like, "Oh, hey, we have a new community." And I was like, "What? What are yeah, you they talking had about?" It was randomly. And then I was like, "Oh, I guess I got one too." Yeah, no, I have no idea what it is. No, not interested in that
2: community. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm
3: going to it now. It says ESPN. Okay, here we go. It says ESPN LA Superfans. We want to celebrate and reward the best listeners in the world. Our ESPN 710 Army of Ambassadors. Stay tuned for special access, access, contests, and more. Now, George, to be fair, I think the idea here is that the idea was so good that it can be expanded upon.
2: That they're no, But they're enticing them with prizes is what they're doing. That's fair, though.
3: I mean, it's a radio station. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I just but, you think know yeah, make prizes, up your George. own thing somewhere I, else. I think you should take pride in Use
2: a different platform. Now I'm going to have to leave Twitter and go to a different platform. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you going to go to? Are you going to go to, like, a TikTok?
6: Discord?
5: Go to TikTok.
2: <laughs> Ooh, we could start
6: a Discord. That yeah. would actually be interesting. Uh,
5: yo, that's a g- Never mind. You if know, you go to Discord, a you can do
6: whatever you want, say whatever you want. Yeah.
5: The, this may or may not be true, and how a lot of us got degrees may or may not be true. I'm just saying. Discord, the problem with Discord is that it's more talking.
3: You know what I'm saying? Like Discord, there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of, lot of talking on Discord. I don't think I got time for that. That's moving into the Twitch realm, which yeah. is a totally different type of world of streaming. It's a whole thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. I'll have to weigh my options here is what I'll say. Maybe in my next contract negotiation, we'll figure something out. <laughs> says <laughs> the down super down fans the community, community is invite only. I'm, I don't know anything about this, so
6: this is weird. You need a yeah. golden ticket to get in from Starfishing yeah. Coffee. I don't as,
2: know. As, as a matter of fact, Beto actually just tweeted to the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust community, of course, which is the only community you should be a part of. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he's having uh, a tecate light, um, and I see some food there. Ooh, wow, that looks good. What is that, Laura? What is what is it that he's got there? Oh, this it looks is a, nice. I see that some is. shrimp. He's I got see the tayin rim going.
5: I need, I need going. to go check yeah. this out because he's got the tayin uh, rim not.
3: going on the um on is it the like a ceviche. On the,
2: he's actually in Me- in Mexico. It, it he's calling like a, a fight from Mexico. What is this? So. Okay, so
3: this is something mm-hmm. between a soup and a salsa. Like, what is the consistency of this liquid in terms of?
5: It's probably like a cocktail. Like a uh, okay. but it's an emol- Like a
2: ceviche be- almost?
5: No, uh, like un, un shrimp cocktail. I, I may oh. may super be wrong. Like it's... Why
2: did you do uh why did you do that in like Spanglish? Un shrimp cocktail?
5: <laughs> I don't know, that's how I talk normally.
2: But, <laughs> but <laughs>
5: because he's in Mexico it's emolca- in a <laughs> yeah. Instead of like a regular yeah. bowl,
2: you know. That like, sounds you know? like something like Cap would have said. Yeah. <laughs> I I,
5: I speak a lot of Spanglish and I try to either keep it to English here or Spanish. You know, I don't like to mix it because Beto gets mad at me all the time. told
3: you. These are my favorite things. Catorade, Palmolive, Vaporube. (laughs) These these, these are are my greatest greatest things in the world.
2: right, listen. Coming up next, uh, I wanted to give some distance from our conversation uh, during crosstalk to when I wanted to get into the NBA Finals because there's a couple of twists here that I wasn't necessarily expecting. So we'll get to some of that uh and and kind of filter through the noise as i like to call it we'll get to that on the other side we're back in two minutes Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ah, andale. Uh, So Beto texts me. He -hmm. is listening from Oregón. He's doing a fight there for somebody. Um, On the ESPN LA app? And he's listening on the ESPN LA app, which you can download as well. Just go to your app store, regardless of your phone, and type in ESPN, space, you know, like hit the space bar and then LA, and then you'll find it. And you can listen that way as well. And you can join the community on Twitter by joining the uh, going to Twitter and going to communities and then uh, look for Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. So, real quick, Beto did text me because he's listening that the dish that he's having with the shrimp and the octopus um, is called molcajete. Okay. Are you familiar, Laura, with molcajete?
5: I, 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 I said it was a molcajete. But oh, I didn't hear you. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we, oh, can we
3: describe to people what a molcajete is?
5: Okay, there's many different types okay. of molcajetes, right? So my I like the one where it has, like, shrimp and carne asada and pollo asado, and then it has, like, the chile. So that's one. And then this one is, like, a seafood one because it seems like that's what he's having.
2: Mixto, if you will.
5: Yeah. So it just depends on which one you want. Gotcha.
2: Gotcha, Mm. gotcha. Greg, would you try anything like that? Because you're kind of, I feel like you're a little bit of a picky eater, Greg.
6: Oh, I can be a little bit of a picky eater, but no, I'll Mm. try most things as long as there's not too much spice.
2: Why did you? mm, Actually,
5: because I was going to be like, no, no, no. But you know what? I give it up to Greg because when we went to go see Taylor at the Lighthouse Cafe, we tried the chorizo nachos because, you know, let's just be real. They didn't have a lot of options. And Greg does not like beans. Nope. But he still ate the nachos and he just took out the beans. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, I can you move know? around
6: things, but and see, this is, is why we sometimes have beef, too. though, Laura, is because you started
2: off with the hmm.
5: <laughs> see, this is what uh, sensitive. Well, Bergman soul's is here, you know? specific
2: though; he can't eat like red meat after seven o'clock or whatever <laughs> it is. True. Like, there's no beans. <laughs> Turn
3: into a gremlin? One of those? Deals. Yeah, I
2: mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> no, you know, that's all I'm it's saying. A, it's a stomach <laughs> issue, Clint. Like, you know, it. Now we've talked about this. We've
6: talked about this. Don't want to trip a wire. Yes, we do not want to trip a
2: wire. And if you want me to stay in the studio longer than I need to, term
3: all time from gray. Don't trip wire. Fire. That's exactly <laughs> what I live with a lot. That's the Jewish stomach. What I, I get it. I get
2: it. Yeah. Um, so Clinton. Yes. Um, this is gonna. There's gonna be some segments here where you know, and I love these kind of segments because it's the I like to call them. You should have listened to me. Oh, um, and we we start off with just the now. There's a Lakers version of this for later in the show. Um, but Boston, the Boston Celtics did win Game One. They did. Um, and you said and, it was so, rust
3: versus rest, and you had more trust in the lack of rust on the Celtics.
2: Well, I felt that the Celtics would eventually feel more um, like in tune with their own player. Like basically they'd be more too finely tuned yeah. for this particular event than the Warriors. Now, just, just now the Warriors started off on fire. Um, but as the game evolved, uh, they looked tired. Um, they looked out of sorts. I think Boston did a lot of that to them, mm-hmm. but I do feel like just the layoff at so I don't think just the layoff is a thing at the beginning of a game. I think the layoff can affect your conditioning. I think the layoff can affect a number of different levels of the game.
3: I think it can affect your focus too. And that's what it seemed to be at the end. They were just, that's, that's the thing about fatigue is that the mental mistakes start, start to multiply. And look, I understand you were right about this, George. And I, I, I'm not saying that I didn't think it was a, it was a not, groundbreaking thing but you were right in the sense that like they did not look as sharp in total and I think yeah sh- it was just Steph basically they, who right. looked sharp, you know but yeah. I do think that that's something this is why sort of when John was asking you know are, are either of us going to change our prediction I don't need to change it because ultimately that's why you play a series you might sure. have a game like that you know what mm-hmm. I mean and this is a team that I think can adjust to that as well as any from a veteran standpoint never mind a personnel standpoint you know they got a lot of they didn't have a great game, and they lost. It's the NBA Finals. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, Correct. this happens. And the late streak by the Celtics is one thing. Steph being the only guy that was really filling it up for a certain part of the game is another. But this is a team game. I think the Celtics played well. I don't. I think it, it's fair to say they stole that game. And I think that the Warriors are going to bounce back.
2: I I do as well. I think the Warriors are going to win Game Two because I think there'll be real adjustments. But here's the thing that's interesting to me. So when I watched the two previous Boston series that went seven Milwaukee and Miami. Yeah. What those teams did that gave Boston a little more trouble because Boston is bigger than everybody. They played two bigs to start the game right which it doesn't really happen all that often. I know the Warriors did too but but you know come Looney doesn't play a ton of minutes. No. So but the war uh, the Warriors the Celtics play Al Horford and Robert Williams a lot of minutes in theory but the, so what gave them a little bit of trouble as time went on in those series was that both Milwaukee and Miami went smaller. Now Milwaukee going small meant Giannis basically playing center, and now Miami going small, I mean, it meant either Bam or PJ Tucker playing center, mm. and you know they they were really small out there, and it kind of did kind of change the series uh, in Game Six for sure, and Game Seven. Came down to almost one of the most heartbreaking Celtics losses in history. Had Jimmy Butler just had th- that thing a little more online, right? Um, so I-, I think for the Warriors, now again, hear me out here. I think that the adjustment for them is to go smaller, which means I think Draymond Green has to play a bigger role in this. And it, it doesn't mean that Draymond Green has to, you know, be some sort of offensive force. He just needs to be Draymond Green, which is on offense. He needs to handle the ball in crunch time. He needs to be the main facilitator. He also on defense needs to wreck havoc, which is rebound box out, uh, be physical, um, because he's really, their only him and Looney are their only physical players. The rest of the warriors teams are fairly, um, I guess the best way to describe it is that they're more finesse yeah. is, is the way I would describe it. Yeah. And, and here's the thing in game one, well, I still think that's the adjustment to be made in Game One when the Celtics went to one big, they crushed the the Warriors. Like they, I want to say in like eighteen minutes they were like a plus thirty when they only had either Al Horford or Robert Williams on the floor. Which doesn't so go wh- well, yeah, yeah. So I I still think the adjustment is is still that because I I think that those numbers can be overinflated for two reasons. Here are my two reasons. Okay, number one. I believe a good chunk of those minutes were also the Warriors trying to match up by playing Poole and Curry together, and those two together were a minus 13. And then the other part of it is I don't – I I agree with Draymond. I don't think that Marcus Smart, uh, Derek White, Al Horford are going to shoot whatever it was, 17 of 23 from three again. Like that – I don't think that's going to happen.
3: I don't either, but I do – and listen, the reason why I think that this is – I don't want to say just another game because that doesn't really make sense in the finals. Draymond led the team in rebounds and in assists. And to me, this was a bad game. It happens where sometimes execution just just matters, George. You know what I'm saying? You talk about make or miss leagues and this, that, and the third. I don't know. Yes, do I think the adjustments from a size standpoint make sense for what you break down, George? Absolutely. But I also don't know that this wasn't a game where you said, if we finish this game from a mental and a physical standpoint, we can win. You know, I, it, there, there was nothing that I looked at and thought, wow, this is going to be, as Stephen A. said, this is going to be a huge problem because they're out physical." I, I, just, I just thought that the ball didn't fall the way they wanted it to, and there were certain things that, from a matchup standpoint, sure might have gotten exploited from Boston's uh, advantage, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that you're going to go through a whole ton of different rotation changes and still be able to beat Boston. I think you've got to execute sort of what you do a little better, and, and you've got to trust it.
2: Uh, Jordan Poole sucked. Let's yeah, also be honest. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and he's been a big part of what they did. I mean, the reason Jordan Poole, and he's a great story, right? They draft him late in the first round. He goes to the G League to work the kinks out. At the end of last year, they were incredible with him and Draymond and Steph. They went 15-5 and five to get themselves into the play-in area. Uh, obviously, they lost the first game to Memphis and then lost to the Lakers. Or, I'm sorry, lost to the Lakers and then lost the the the, the next game to Memphis. And... He's been a big part of what they did this year, particularly when guys were hurt. But here's the thing with him. He, he's bad on defense. Like, he's just not good. He's also really young, so it, it's kind of tough. But he, I don't know if he'll ever be great on defense. So if he's not scoring in the kind of 17 to 20 range, I don't know how playable he actually is for you.
3: Yeah, but that's, I mean, I, can you make that determination after one game?
2: No, but you, you don't have a ton a ton more time. You can't go down O two. No,
3: well, I mean you can go down O two, but I mean I think you've got to you've got this is the game where you figure that out. I say this all the time when it comes to teams, particularly with roster construction, similarly. Like, oh, we gotta get this, we gotta get that. Sometimes you just gotta get better. And I think that Jordan Poole is one of those players. You can't have four turnovers and only nine points. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a bad game and I don't I trust that the Warriors are going to bounce back more than I trust that the Celtics are going to continue the kind of storage streak that they were on last night is where we, I'm
2: at. Look, the fourth quarter was just they didn't miss, right. right? So there's that. But it did also throw a wrench in our hashtag bleep Boston, um, you know, <laughs> mechanism that we have here on the show these last couple of weeks. It really is throwing a wrench in this. Like, I mean, maybe I guess if the final ending is they lose in seven and because we almost had the heartbreak, as I mentioned earlier, where could you imagine if the Celtics would have lost on a – three-pointer basically like with seconds to go from jimmy butler like after you know having a 13 point lead with three minutes to go like that would have been epic enough and laker fans could have rejoiced in that um so maybe the ultimate pain is losing the finals in game seven and that that could be kind of the solace here but butler had hit that shot the gifts we would have gotten
3: out of that would be tremendous. That guy makes the best faces of all, anybody in the NBA.
2: Well, right. It would have been fantastic <laughs> for Twitter. I don't think there's any question about that. But I, I do think that there's a lot of questions here when it comes to the Warriors. And we can get to some of those. I do want to get into the Boston aspect of this, uh, okay. though, because I do believe there is a couple of aspects that have been undersold when it comes to the Celtics. And I know nobody here wants to give anybody credit on the Celtics, but we're trying to play it down the middle here. And at 445... Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you, I mean, it's not really because we're doing bleep Boston, but you get my point. We're gonna try to Boston. fake being down the middle, okay? So, what yeah. was that? I'm sorry, Boston. There oh, it is. yeah, F yeah,
3: Boston.
2: Uh, and then at 4:45, we got some Dodger talk because I do think that this matchup the Dodgers are in right now with the Mets can be foretelling. I'll tell you what that means at 4:45. So stick around, Cy in for Cap Sedano and Cap Severgnon, ESPN.
4: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And breaking news.
2: I feel like this is a Greg Bergman song here.
6: This
5: is a great song.
6: I love Sublime. Everybody
5: loves Sublime. I love this song. Yes. That's
6: what's great about Sublime. You very rarely find someone that says, yeah, I don't like them.
3: I mean, the the, the rare time you find that is when you find somebody who was concurrent with them in high school. And if, like, the D-bags at your school were the ones who liked Sublime, then you might be pushed away from it. But, like... I don't know anybody who's
2: whack who likes sublime. Yeah, I mean, I, I like their music. I think that generally, I, I, you know, they have a very easy sound. Is the way I would describe yeah. it.
3: Yeah, they're great. They're great.
2: I, I mean, like they were it. like
3: the universal thing that everybody liked in like ninth grade when, oh, yeah. <laughs> when I was growing
6: up. Absolutely, I mean, across just the board. Driving down the beach, windows down. This is perfect. Perfect.
2: It's great. See, I prefer more a um, at almost at dusk as the sun is setting. Ooh, really that's a good one too. Yeah,
3: I will sometimes get up and play their self-titled album all day, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Like if I'm not doing anything, I'll be like, "This is what I'm rocking" pretty much all day. It's great. Forty
6: ounces of freedom was the first CD that I ever bought. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's an interesting timestamp for you, Greg. That yeah. that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Ton of sense. By the By the way, um, I I I always like to look at Twitter and see what's trending mm-hmm. um, before we get into the Celtics part of this equation and um, olive garden is trending and i was like is olive garden going out of business like what's happening and it really is just um, a uh, a tweet that went viral and this tweet has 130,000 likes it's pretty it's pretty funny hold on so typing
3: in uh, olive garden into into my search
2: yeah and it's a a, a young lady called uh, newbine queen um, and she wrote, I grew up thinking Olive Garden and Red Lobster were five-star finding, <laughs> fine dining restaurants. And she has the three crying, laughing emojis. And I got to be honest, you know, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. that, that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, like to me, like I thought, man, we're going to Olive Garden. This is going to be nice, you yeah. know? That's,
3: that's the way they market that. There's, there's a whole subset of Twitter that's like things I realized when I was a grown adult that I had no idea about when I was a kid. And they're often very funny. And this is definitely one of those.
2: Yeah, like I, I've always told this story. Um, I used to love when I was a kid. I loved Sizzler, right? We go Sizzler.
3: Yeah, Sizzler, Sizzler was great when I
2: was a kid. I yeah. I loved Sizzler, and I um I remember, man. I want to say like had to have been like over a decade ago, and I was. I I was in the mood. I was like, man, I loved Sizzler when I was a kid growing up, this, that, and the other. And there was a Sizzler in like, I want to say like right near like the Del Rey, Marina Del Rey area-ish, Yeah. um, like Santa Monica-ish area. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit that Sizzler up. And I hit it up. And I used to love, when I was a kid, the Malibu Chicken. And the Malibu Chicken... In retrospect, is just a patty of chicken, okay, Uh-oh. with um some ham and like some Swiss cheese on top. Like, it's not really that. Not fancy. the most
3: creative dish, no,
2: no. But as a kid, I loved it, and I went and I had it as an adult, and I hadn't had it in my God. I mean, probably like at that point, fifteen years, and I was like, wow, my taste buds have gotten. A lo- my palate is so much more refined than when I was like. 12 or 13 years he's old he's like i could never crap. take pj carlissimo here he'd
3: throw me out of the radio booth. i mean it really
2: was terrible <laughs> like i was like man this was a bad idea but nonetheless i got you know at least i did it and you know but yeah it was funny man. i couldn't tell you the last time i stepped in an olive garden i know the last time i stepped Ooh, in a but Caesar. olive garden still got to be pretty decent like the breadsticks and the salad at the very all least people are gonna ever be good. say
3: what yeah. else is on the menu at olive garden well the all tour of italy talk right? about the breadsticks and the salad yeah, but
2: tourability, tour of Italy. I
3: don't know right? what that is either. I haven't been to a – Oh, the tour decades. of Italy
2: is like a – it's like a big plate of like a bunch of different things. You know what I mean? Like uh, like the, uh, the the Italian favorites basically is gotcha. what we're calling it. Okay. You know?
3: Well, that's not yeah, – that's that's a little bit outside of my jurisdiction, not my ministry as we like to say, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll take your word for it. Last time I was at Sizzler, I was with Julian because it was two Halloweens ago. I dressed up as Wesley Snipes, a.k.a. Sydney Dean from White Men Can't Jump, and um, – Julian dressed up as Junior, Kadeem Hardison's character, and after we uh, did the show, we went to Venice Beach, shot some hoops, and then we went to Sizzler. Real talk, in our outfits, it was great. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> ton of fun. So,
2: yeah, I've Never been,
6: never been you know to never been Sizzler, what? Red Lobster, Olive Garden. You've none. never been to wait, wait. You've never what? been to Olive
2: Garden, Sizzler, I, or
6: none. Um, not or one. Rich what was the other problems? one? Richfield. No, I just didn't. <laughs> I was not allowed to go when I was. Wait, my, wait. My parents so Olive
2: Garden, me. Sizzler, and what was the other one? Red Lobster. Never, not once, you not even for go. the biscuits at Red Lobster. No, Ew, never. All, I,
6: all I know strong. about Olive Garden is the breadsticks, right? Which sounds. But like the you've the never been? No, never been. Not to. One oh, of them. No, not to one oh of them. Greg, we got to take you to these places. Okay. I'm, I'm happy no, to go. No, no, so no,
3: hold on, hold on. No, I, no, I was a big Chili's guy.
6: Hold on, that—that's what, what oh, I was going TGIS. to say. TGIF. Is yeah. What I was going to
3: say is which American restaurant was your go-to? But you answered my question. Yeah, yeah.
2: As a, growing up, like your parents. Yeah, yeah. We go to Chili's. Big Chili's family.
6: Yeah, big Chili's family. Although the
2: Chili's does Chili's have that skillet queso um you know thing yeah, that, I that think was not terrible they
6: did back then yeah, and it was delicious did. back then not had, terrible no See, tgi m- fridays had one of those too but
2: that's also not hard to make
6: you know no, no. queso yeah.
2: most it's of not like places- it takes some culinary expert to make that <laughs> right most of these
3: places are making things that you just kind of don't feel like making at home I mean, true yes, that's really what we're See, talking about.
5: for me we didn't really go out out to places like that Whoa. it was
2: i didn't realize there's an olive i knew there was one near me in torrance but there's a there's one in manhattan beach near the ireland estate I feel like that's where we need to go. Is that so?
6: Yeah. As long as he pays for it, yeah. I'm you know, I'm all for it. I mean Olive Garden is not necessarily <laughs> not breaking expensive. the bank for any of us yeah. around yeah, I here. No, so okay. fine. Yeah. We're I mean, okay.
5: Speak for y'all. No, come
2: on, please. <laughs> I mean it, it is not far from the Ireland estate.
6: But it, is it really worth it to go to an Olive Garden? No. Like is that
2: we go for lunch. Lunch That's okay. not a bad
3: idea. That's a good lunch idea i'm down
6: yeah
2: i'm not saying let's go for dinner you know what don't want to go shut
6: down
3: the olive garden <laughs> so, Okay, let me ask you this is the and is an olive garden a place that has a bar
2: dedicated in it no. like can you go i to don't olive know no. i haven't been in one bar. since i was like no. probably in high school or college so right. i don't remember. i can
5: answer this no no okay. no There's you know what not, does
2: you know what does
6: chili's <laughs> chili's does have a bar yeah. yo know,
5: tgif was the thing like for us for a long time and then during the pandemic, after they reopened, I was like, "Yeah, why?"
2: Yeah, there's well, a lot of that. And Chili's used to have um, the what do they call it? The um, they used to have the two for one deals for happy hour too, all the time, which was fantastic.
3: Well, I mean, let's not let's let's not act like what Chili's most tremendous American export is. It's the Baby Back Ribs commercial, well, which yeah. is I get my baby back, the baby greatest baby back, baby back, baby commercials she in leave. American television history. If you've ribs. never seen that All commercial, if you've never seen the making of it with the actual dude singing it, you need to look that up because the commercial is one thing. There's a studio footage clip of them actually doing it and kind of goofing off with some um, outtakes, George. It's fantastic. You should check that right. out. I might post it in the, uh, what's it called? In community. the community. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so Sizzler, I mean, you don't have to go to Sizzler, Greg, right? but the um, there's really nothing there for you. Um, and <laughs> Red then, so, but I, Red Lobster, no, I mean, no. the biscuits are no. delicious.
6: So Red Lobster was one of those places where that that tweet that you read, I thought that was a five star dining restaurant for sure, and that's why I thought my parents would never take me It was because it was like just too expensive. It had lobster in the name, right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, this is what they just don't want to take me to go get lobster. But apparently, it's because it wasn't all that good.
3: I mean, you know, I haven't been there a
2: long know. time in there
3: reading, reading from the community. This guy, starfish and coffee. I don't know if this is a guy. Pardon me. Starfish and coffee says in my L.A. Daily News days, there was a joke that if we ever won the lottery, we were going to go to Red Lobster to celebrate. It was rooted in a story about someone who won the lottery and they wanted to go someplace fancy like Red Lobster to celebrate.
2: So there you go. That's funny. Um, all right. So the Celtics were celebrating yesterday. And I think that there was one thing and you weren't alone on this. CY. why? I mean, I was kind of, you know, there with you in a lot of ways about the experience factor, right, going into this particular series. But one thing I noticed after when as the game got started, I started to kind of look up some of the numbers mm-hmm. of playoff experience on the Boston roster, while they had none in finals experience. Al Horford's played in over a hundred and twenty playoff games. This is true. He's been around for a while. Marcus Smart is around eighty to ninety uh, even Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have played like 60 playoff games at this stage of their career. Right. So, like, even though they don't have finals experience, there's plenty of playoff experience on this roster. I
3: think, on top of that, too, there's a hunger element there that is quite interesting. You know, when you play that many games in the playoffs and you finally get to the finals, yeah, you're ready. I think, you know, just in retrospect, and I don't want to be a results based analyst, but you were right, George. You know what I mean? They looked more. I don't want to say prepared, but the moment never seemed to get away from them. I mean, I know Momo mentioned in Crosstalk that it sort of felt like the Warriors were dominating until the end, but I, I had never really felt like the Celts felt like they needed to like take a punch. They were there and upright for the entire bout, for sure.
2: Yeah, and, and so the th- and Jason Tatum got crushed. Uh, I thought at least initially. You know, as as the day went on, I think more and more people were. Um, a bit more understanding of his game. Like, you know, here's who I, you know, everyone looks at the three for 17 and yet, look, it's bad. Like there's no way around it. Right. Yeah. But he had 13 assists. Like yeah. that's the most of anyone in the history of the sport in their finals debut, more than John Stockton, more than Michael Jordan, who also, you know, I believe those two were tied for that. And I think Charles Barkley, actually, I don't know, maybe there was someone else I'm missing, but there were like three people tied with 12 and he eclipsed all of them. So like at the very least he was doing, he was defending And he was getting his teammates easy looks, even though he wasn't nailing shots.
3: Yeah, and I'm not going to do that thing where it's like, oh, every single time a team wins a game, we've got to hyper-analyze how each specific player was. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. I just mean in this particular case, he played well enough for them to win. And that's something where if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm looking at that. It's not just quite an intangible. You mentioned the different stats, but like. What more can you ask out of a guy when he's not shooting well to be able to contribute across the board from a team standpoint like that and you still win the game? This is yeah. a massive win for the Celtics in so many ways.
2: Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Now, I, look, even though he's going to play better, I, I think that the other guys will regress some, and I think right. that's where the Warriors actually have a chance. I, I think on the games that – like, he's going to have a bounce-back game. He always does. I, I have the stat – In games where he shoots like, you know, he has like a poor game, like one of these three of 17s, the next game he averages 31 points per game on 60% shooting.
3: I wonder what that, what his line is going to be then in terms of like points scored, you know, the
4: overrun. I
2: I think if he scores, I think if it's anything under, um, I'm trying to remember what the number was. I think it was anything under like 16 or 17, um, you know, he he generally goes off the next game.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. Uh, All right. Coming up next. The Dodgers are finding themselves in a situation where this series against the Mets can be quite foretelling. We'll tell you why on the other side. Stick around. Plus, what you need to know is coming up in between. We're back in two minutes on 710 ESPN.